five, four, three, two. This is the Come On Network podcast. Come On Network, it's on the come up for sure. The best Pittsburgh-based podcast available. Is that so? If you're committed enough, you can make any story work. I, I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner, and it worked because I believed it. Bringing you the latest in Pittsburgh and national sports and entertainment with guests and a plethora of co-hosts. Can we get a come on? Come on. 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 This is where the fun begins. FNA Cotton FNA. Hello, it is episode 83 of the Come On Network podcast presented by Pelocus and its Primal Instinct pre-workout. Your best is good enough. Be sure to use the code COMMON, that's C-O-M-O-N, for 15% off at checkout at Pelocus.com. That's P-O-L-O-K-U-S.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review. The Come On Network podcast can be found wherever you get podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Come On Network. And on the web, we are at comeon.network. Our blog is there. Our merchandise is there. Check it out at comeon.network slash store. Kyle Dawson, Donnie Chedrick, Joe Smeltzer, Jack Kilgrove with you for Steelers Preview. And it is the week six edition of Steelers Preview. We get you set for the Sunday night football contest. The Steelers go up against the Seattle Seahawks over from near the West Coast to near the East Coast, just so I don't get in trouble when I make that reference. It's the Seahawks and Steelers in an NFC versus AFC clash and an important one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you heard reaction with myself and Donnie, uh, talked a lot about the chance for the Steelers to get back to 500 going into the bye week and into that big game with the Cleveland Browns coming up in week eight of the NFL football season. So it is week six action on tap on NBC. This game is so well, maybe not very appealing that not even Al Michaels is showing up to Pittsburgh, but we'll figure things out as we go along. We've got a little bit of a new order, so we'll start with Jack and we'll talk our keys to the game before we get into our X factors and we make our picks later in the show. Well, my first key is let's not let this game go like the last time it went when the Seahawks visited Heinz Field two years ago. Uh, I remember sitting at a blackjack table with the Rivers. I look up at a TV and all of a sudden Mason Rudolph was playing quarterback and I went, what the heck happened? And obviously now the rest was history there. But, uh, you know, this is a game a couple of years ago that the Steelers um, almost won despite Mason Rudolph playing a majority of the game. And my key is going to coincide with a big factor in this one from the game two years ago. Russell Wilson was sacked four times. Uh, That's Russell Wilson, a much more mobile quarterback than what the Seahawks are trotting out there this week in Geno Smith. Russell Wilson, obviously a lot better of a quarterback. And the offensive line this year for Seattle has allowed the quarterback for them to be sacked 13 times. Opponents have sacked Seattle quarterbacks 13 times this year. That's going to be one of my big keys to the game is make Geno Smith rattled, get him off of uh, his rhythm, not even put him in a rhythm, so to speak, and just make his life, frankly, a living hell 
uh, back there with, you know, the great pass rush the Steelers have with TJ Watt and if Alex Highsmith's healthy and Melvin Ingram as well. If they can get after Geno Smith, uh, I see the Steelers in a very good spot this week. And let me do, let me say as well, uh, that even though I was very pessimistic about this team last week, the only one of the four of us to pick Denver to win, I wasn't, I didn't get a chance to say it on the reaction show, but I will come out and I will eat my words. And I will say that this team has uh, drifted me in a different direction as far as my thoughts go on the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers. But like I said, uh, Seattle's allowed the quarterback to be sacked 13 times. A couple of years ago, the Steelers de-sacked Russell Wilson four times, and that's going to be the biggest key for me is being able to get to Geno Smith and making a backup quarterback's job as miserable as possible on the road this week. Yeah, I too was in a Rivers Casino for that uh, Steelers-Seahawks matchup in 2019. I also remember that day um, our friend Chase Johnson won and lost $250 um, at the blackjack table. Um, but anyway, moving forward to the upcoming matchup between the Steelers and Seahawks, uh, Steelers are finally starting to have some good things happen. Uh, last week's win over Denver, it wasn't a great win because the Broncos aren't a great team, but it was a good win. It was a much-needed win, and now here the Steelers are at 2-3 and three and facing Geno Smith when not too long ago it looked like they might be 1-4 and four and staring down Russell Wilson. This is certainly another winnable game for the Steelers, aside from the obvious quarterback situation. The Seahawks are a flawed team, especially defensively. And my overall key to this game is field position. If Geno Smith has to consistently drive 75 yards or more against the Steelers' defense, it's going to be a hard night for Seattle. But on the other hand, if the Seahawks are getting short fields to work with, whether that's because of turnovers, offensive ineptitude from the Steelers, a lot of free and outs, or Presley Harvin not doing his job in the punting game, if Seattle wins that field position battle, even a bad offense, and yes, any offense run by Geno Smith could be considered bad, can score some points. So yeah, I think if the Steelers can win the field position battle, there's a good chance they get back to 500. Well, before I get to my keys, I will get to our biggest key with the Come On Network podcast. Those are our buddies at Primal Instinct Pre-Workout by Pelocus. Uh, I never got into the whole pre-workout craze. I just worked out without it forever. That was until Primal Instinct came into play. Uh, I didn't jump on it right away. After a few months, I decided to give it a try, and I became a big fan. Great taste, great pump, great workout. Gives you the energy to blast through a workout or push through one on a tough day without that crash coming afterwards. I would definitely recommend it to anyone looking to get into or try a new pre-workout method. Check out Primal Instinct pre-workout from Pelocus. And remember, save 15% by using code COMMON, C-O-M-O-N, at Pelocus.com, P-O-L-O-K-U-S.com. My keys to this game, uh, the Steelers have to play to their advantages. They're at home. They're in prime time. For whatever reason, Mike Tomlin, Steelers, and Ben Roethlisberger always play a little bit better uh, in prime time games at home. You're playing a quarterback that has not won a game on the road since I was like 18 years old. Uh, carry the momentum from last week and what was a very impressive offensive performance against a pretty good opposing defense. We didn't think Denver was a legit 3-1 and one team because of the teams they had played. Uh, up to this point in the season. But regardless of that, they do have a pretty good defense 
among every single team in the National Football League, including one of the best edge rushers in the game and most likely a Hall of Famer one day, Vaughn Miller. He was quiet. The Steelers handled him. Uh, Seattle, they have a pretty good guy in the middle, Bobby Wagner, who will also be in the Hall of Fame one day. But nobody else on that defense uh, is much of a scare. Uh, it used to be the Legion of Boom. Uh, not anymore. Uh, not a fearful defense whatsoever among the worst in the league. The Steelers have to play to their advantage on Sunday night. Well, I think it starts with the Steelers having another good start. We talked about this uh, going into the game against Denver, and we, Donnie and I talked about it in the reaction episode to have the start that the Steelers had against the Broncos on Sunday in the victory was really important. They looked good on offense. They went out, scored an opening touchdown, and then got a stop. And then, you know, things kind of went from there in the first half. The first half as a whole was really good for the Pittsburgh Steelers against Denver. And that's got to replicate if the Steelers are going to have success against the Seattle Seahawks. And Donnie mentioned the defense and the Legion of Boom being no more for the Seahawks. Uh, that's obviously a big piece of this equation, too. They only have 10 sacks. Uh, which I think is a good thing for this offensive line for Pittsburgh. There's not much of a pass rush, and four of those 10 sacks are from Daryl Taylor, uh, who's got four sacks for 27 yards, a couple of TFLs beside that. But it's nothing that's overly impressive for the Seattle Seahawks on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. While he did look good when he came into the football game, this team has now had a full week to prepare for Geno Smith, and he may want to be running down I-79, or he's going to jump on 376 first. But then he's going to want to shoot down 79 and go to Morgantown to his his, uh, his humble abode down there in Morgantown, West Virginia. He might want to channel some of that, like Michael Myers channels his inner Haddonfield, Illinois, every October uh, going back to his boyhood home. Uh, because if it's not for Geno Smith pulling out some magic from WVU, I don't think he's going to be very good in this football game because the Steelers have had an entire week to prepare for him. Don't get don't get us wrong. I, I think we all know that Geno Smith looked pretty good when he came in the football game against the Rams, uh, at least for two drives before he threw the interception. And then I don't think that last drive is much of anything either. But uh, Jack mentioned earlier, maybe a little bit less of a mobile quarterback than Russell Wilson. I would probably disagree to a degree. Um, but he's not going to be as big of a threat with his arm as Russell Wilson can be, uh, even though he was 10 for 17 for 131 and a touchdown with that pick uh, against the Rams. So I'm interested to see where it goes, but I think the biggest key for Pittsburgh is a good start, uh, continuing to protect Ben Roethlisberger and push that run game forward and see what Najee Harris can do, I think is important. And I would wholeheartedly agree with uh, Joe's point about trying to get to the quarterback as well. And Jack's point about getting to, to Geno Smith as well as, uh, that's really important for Pittsburgh in this game on Sunday night. Uh, before we switch over to our X factors, I think our X factor should be if anybody watches the game in the casino to get the hell away from the blackjack table because there's a Steeler game on. And there were people who were over at that circle bar watching the game while other people were playing blackjack instead of watching the Steeler game. But, you know, pass is the past, I suppose. I got caught up. I was on a I was on a hot streak and I went over at halftime and it continued into the third quarter. So don't look at me. I'm looking at Chase. Mainly. Yeah, I don't know. And Chase's you. performance and was you. pathetic. I mean, it for you to win and lose $250, you should just go home. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go home on that on that note. So let's jump over to our X factors. Again, we'll start with Jack. TJ Watt, 
Uh, I'm going to stick with the theme of making a backup quarterback's life on the road a living hell. Um, he didn't have a sack last week against Denver. Did have a TFL, but only three tackles. I thought that the Broncos did a pretty good job of neutralizing him, uh, just like the Steelers did a pretty good job of uh, neutralizing Von Miller last week. But uh, in the loss to Green Bay, he had two sacks, had two sacks in the win against Buffalo in week one. Uh, I don't think Seattle's offensive line is very good. Um, I think that's a pretty fair statement to, to say. And I think TJ Watt's going to take advantage of it on Sunday night football uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to predict another two sack performance um, by the outside linebacker, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think if he gets going then the defense will just feed off of them. And again, it'll lead to making Geno Smith's life miserable in Heinz field on Sunday night. And for me, that's a recipe for the Steelers success. Yep, um, I'm going to have uh, Tom Jones-Watt as my um, X-Factor as well. What's new, Pussycat? Uh, it's time for number 90 to make some big plays and beat a beast that we've seen for the past several years because we haven't seen a lot of that in 2021 and a lot of that's due to injuries, to be fair. But um, past two games since he's been back uh, from that groin injury, he hasn't been the force that we've grown accustomed to. But I think he breaks out of it and becomes a player we've been used to seeing. I'll go one and a half sacks and a forced fumble that is recovered by the Steelers. So I think a decently big day uh, for uh, Tom Jones-Watt. Would you say it's not unusual if he had a big game? Not unusual at all. Not unusual to be loved by anyone either. So, Carlton Banks. I like James Washington as my X factor in this game. If he plays, he will be the guy with the eyes on him now that Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the season. I don't think he will he will line up in the same spot as Juju on any given play because I think Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, even Pat Fryermuth are more dangerous in the slot. But Washington is among the best in the league when it comes to being a fourth wide receiver on anyone's depth chart. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's as good as Brandon Cooks, which somebody did say in the Pittsburgh media realm this offseason. And Brandon Cooks, by the way, being one of the most underrated players in the entire National Football League. But Washington has gotten the job done and can get the job done when called upon. I don't know if he'll make a big play Sunday night, but he's certainly going to be a key factor for the Steelers going forward now that Juju is out. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that receiver's room. I'm not going to go with James Washington, but I'm going to go with Chase Claypool. And I, I, he had a big game against the Denver Broncos uh, out of the slot. And I mentioned on reaction, and I think a lot of people have kind of followed suit this week and said that's where they want to see Chase Claypool lining up uh, with Juju being out. I would agree. Uh, so give me Chase Claypool out of the slot to make a big impact again for the Steelers. Maybe it's not five grabs for 130 yards and a touchdown, but something to the effect of putting together a really good output for the Steelers receivers group. And obviously James Washington, if he does get in there, is going to have to be important too uh, with Deontay Johnson, obviously there. And maybe the tight ends get a little bit more involved as Donnie mentioned, but I'll take Chase Claypool as my X factor uh, going into this week. And, and that said, we've all pretty much gone two two here, TJ Watt and then, the offense, obviously the, the sec secondary for the Steelers can make a big impact on this game. And a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick could potentially start to continue to break out of the slump uh, that he was in at the beginning of the season. And I think important for the Steelers to get that results, uh, to get those results out of their defensive secondary as well uh, in this game, maybe turn Geno Smith over a couple of times. 
So let's switch over, guys, and make our picks for this game right now. The Steelers are a five and a half point favorite as we uh, record this. They're a minus 235 on the money line. So Vegas thinks the Steelers are the big favorites in this game in Heinz Field on Sunday night. What do we think? Jackie boy's making a complete 180 from this time a week ago when we recorded the Broncos preview. I almost picked the Steelers to be shut out by Denver. I was clearly wrong. The offense took big strides. And, you know, I I think if you look at last week's offensive performance, the best offensive performance, I would say definitely since week one for the Steelers, you look at that and hopefully they built some momentum and face a team that's allowed glaringly the most total offensive yards in the league this year. Seattle's allowed 2,254 yards. That's 450 yards a game for those of you keeping score at home. That's the most yards allowed per game and the second most rushing yards allowed per game at just over 145. I predict Najee Harris to have a big day, a big day rather. Uh, over 100 yards, and I think the Steelers win in cover. I will go Steelers 28, Seahawks 13. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the Steelers uh, long term. I'm still uh, pretty skeptical, but uh, for the short term, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like the Steelers finally have some momentum. I'm feeling like they're better than the Seahawks, the Russell Wilson-less Seahawks anyway. Um, so, yeah, my prediction is Steelers 23, Seahawks 10. The Steelers have a better defense, probably a better kicker, maybe a better offense at this point, maybe even a better offensive line. The Steelers look good in prime time, and they go into the bye week back at 500. And for Geno Smith on the road, it's the same old song and dance, baby. Pittsburgh 34, Seattle 20. Yeah, if it's not one thing, it's another with the Steelers team. So the false hope that may be coming that Joe predicted a couple weeks ago, I think is starting to set in for some Steelers fans right now. But who knows? Like we talked about a couple times already, the Steelers win this game. They're at three and three going into the bye. Baker Mayfield stinks. He's too busy having a yard sale outside First Energy Stadium to handle things in Cleveland. We'll have to see where that goes with the Browns, but that's the next opponent for the Steelers. And then you go into the Chicago and Detroit games and you see what happens with those. So give me the Steelers to get to the bye at three and three. Good teams win, great teams cover. The Steelers win and cover the five and a half points. I like them even at six and a half as of now. Give me the Steelers 27 and the Seattle Seahawks 14 in this contest at Heinz Field on Sunday on NBC. And remember, you always are welcome at the gravel lot because we are too cool for the gold lot. Before we go, a reminder to hit the subscribe button and to rate our podcast and or leave a review. Tell everyone that'll listen. They can find us on various podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. You can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network. Also, we're on the web at comeon.network with our blog, our hot takes, the podcast episodes, and our merch store, which is at comeon.network slash store. Today's episode of the Come On Network podcast is and was presented by Pelocus. Check out Primal Instinct pre-workout by Pelocus and use the code COMEON, that's C-O-M-O-N, for 15% off at checkout at pelocus.com. That's P-O-L-O-K-U-S.com. Until next time, stay safe. Here we go, Steelers. By the way, the Penguins are apparently playing. And come on.
you're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.